how many of you have run late to drop your child at school or perhaps even run late to pick up your child from school forgotten something that he needed to do and that sometimes people give the glare like you're not even fit to be a mother perhaps you have actually had someone tell you you're not fit you're not qualified to be a mother how could you be such a horrible mother many working mothers get this and that is a foundation and a contributor to mom guilt Dep- depreciating mental health and emotional well-being and this is not something that we need to condone and so i'm here to remind you on the well-being for mothers show that even if you're going through all that this message is especially for you i am dr duni and the award-winning mom empowerment coach I'm a family doctor, international speaker, and the best-selling author of the book Every Mom is a Supermom. And most importantly, I am a mother. And I've been told that myself. You're not fit to be a mother. I recall when I was told that especially that I was meant to have started having dolls before having a child. Now that's not something a new mother would like to hear. But Looking back, I smile because the person who said it said it out of ignorance of who they are, not of who I am. And that is the same viewpoint I'd like to bring to you today. On the Wellbeing for Mothers show, we talk about everything motherhood, the good, the bad and the ugly. And that's exactly what we're going to do today because sometimes we need to bear ourselves. We need to strip off all those layers. and we need to say it as it really is sometimes we might get upset sometimes we might feel frustrated sometimes we might feel intense fear but we need to remember who we are and of course as you all know when i talk about well-being i'm talking about mind body soul and spirit we are spiritual beings having a human experience so i will be doing a little bit of a spiritual dive to explore this very important thing because it's something that really rocks the world of many mothers. So I'll start by a quote I came across and it says God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. The first time I heard that quote, I thought to myself, "Oh wow. Wow. How is that possible?" Many of us as mothers were not given a manual to read. We did not really prepare ourselves for what to expect. And we were not really told what to expect. We may or may not have watched mothers, seen our own mothers perform their role, and perhaps we were happy sometimes, not very happy sometimes. I was said, "Oh, I'm not going to do that." Oh, well, I like that. And we were kind of picking and choosing. But the moment that child was given to you, you go oh my goodness this is real what am i going to do now there are many times in our lives as mothers where people have judged us and like i shared earlier someone had said to me oh it would have been good if you had practiced with dolls before you had your child and one main thing i think about in such circumstances 
is, of course, that moment of anger, of irritation, of sadness, of fear. And then you start to second guess yourself. Are they really right? Is that really me? But I want you to remember you have been called to be a mother. Your calling to become a mother is not because you were qualified. Your calling to become a mother is because as you have answered that call and now you're a mother, you have been given special powers to be qualified into that role of motherhood. I'm going to say that again. When you accepted the call to be a mother, you had been endowed and given superpowers to qualify you into that role of motherhood. So do not underestimate yourself. And that is why I always say every mom is a super mom, not because of the super things that she does, but because of the superpowers she possesses within. And so even on those days when you're under the duvet, you're crying, you are a super mom. So many mothers are struggling because of the judgment from one person or sets of people or even society. And the suffering that they are having is taking a toll on their well-being. So they feel they need to do more to prove that they are worthy, to prove that they are qualified. Hey, mom, I want to tell you now, stop. Just stop. You need to stop. Let's have a heart to heart. You might be listening to this or you might be watching this and think, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do. I just need to do a little bit more. I wanted to tell you to stop. Why? Because when you are in this state of hyper vigilance, of anxiety, of worry, of fear, trepidation, you can't function optimally in your role of motherhood. This is a time for us to have this talk of, look, mom, you're amazing. When you feel calm and confident in yourself, guess what? You do better than if you are being told you're not good enough. I remember when I was in school, especially medical school, we had some of our lecturers, most of them actually, that would tell you you're nothing, you're stupid, you're, I mean, it was terrible. And they perhaps thought that that was a way to propel you to be better. Whereas I found that it made things worse because when you start projecting negative words to people, they start to feel less than. There are some people, a special breed, which is amazing if you are that kind of person, that when people tell you negativity, you can turn it and use it as your fuel to positivity. There are some people like that, and you have got the ability to do that. But one thing I need you to recognize is, like Maya Angelou said, what other people think about you is none of your business. Do you. Connect to you. Be you. Because when you realize the superpowers you have within, even if you are confused, you will find a way through. The first superpower that I would like to bring to you, and I talk about this in great detail 
in my best-selling book, Every Mom is a Supermom. You can get this book on Amazon. So right now, just have a listen because in that moment of tapping into your superpowers, you start to recognize the qualification that you are getting into your role as mother. The superpower I talk about is that of being. Now, when I was younger, they said, oh, there is this thing called human being. I think that was the first time. I think it was primary school, the human being. Now, we used to just say the word without thinking about it. So the first time I thought about it, I was an adult then. And being, when broken down, is not something that is in the past. It's not something that is in the future, but it's something that is here now. Being is an entirety of the presence. Yes. And when you are a human being, you are encompassing the entirety of you. And what makes you a being are the combination of your spirit, your mind, your body, your soul. And for you to have well-being, that means your mind, your body, your spirit, your soul need to be well. So if spiritually you're disconnected, you will feel ill health because there is no overall well-being. If your mind is troubled with worry or sadness, you will feel ill health. If your soul is laden with low vibration emotions, you will feel ill health. And if your body is laden with pain, with the strain, with sores or whatever physical manifestation you have in your body, you will experience ill health. And so when you think about that, you need to recognize that that aspect of being is so fundamental to your well-being. And that's why we call this well-being for mothers. The number four, it stands for the four aspects of your being spirit, mind, soul, and body. And they all need to be optimized. So you perhaps may have met someone who told you you're not worthy. You're not fit to be a mother. You can choose to accept it or you can choose to reject it. Make a choice today. It's entirely yours. And if you are here listening to me, I know that you're looking for more. I know that you're wanting to hear, I am moving in a positive direction and I want to push in that direction. Who can help me? I'm here for you. There was a day when a friend of mine was talking to me about um, a mother who had been to the shop and was really flustered 
had a screaming toddler and a little baby who, of course, with a screaming toddler was getting upset. And she was just all over the place trying to get the groceries. And then something fell. And then the toddler went to grab something from the, um, uh, <laughs> the, the stand. And it was just manic. And, and she felt for this mother. And she says, she went up to the mother and said, are you okay? Can I help you with something? And at that point, the mother did not even respond. She didn't know what to say. Um, and the lady, my friend, noticed that it was a state of the mother feeling quite overwhelmed. Stooped down to the level of the toddler and said, hey, why don't we walk behind mommy? I will do a bit of a, a walk with her with a trolley. Okay, one, two, three, and they'll stop. Okay, let's look to the left and look to the right. And then we'll take another walk again. One, two, three. And that toddler started to have fun walking with this stranger behind the mother and the trolley with the baby in the trolley. When the mother had finished with her shopping, she looked at this stranger, my friend, who stepped in and said, thank you, with so much tears in her eyes. You see, Many people are being judged. Many mothers are being judged because society has said, this is how you're supposed to be. And you have not, if you're not this way, you're a rubbish mother. You're a horrible mother. You're not fit to be a mother. But you see, we need to express some kindness from love. There are some people that have great days. Everybody has a great day. Everybody has a good day. But then everybody else, everybody also has a bad day. There are some days that I just feel like, oh my God, do I really need to get out of bed? Has that ever happened to you? Are there some days when you perhaps think, oh my goodness, I've just had enough? It happens. That's what makes us human. But you see, that human aspect of us is just a part of who we are because we are human beings. So the, hum the being part is where we need to tap into. We need to increase, enhance our mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical well-being. Today, I decided to come sharing this notion of being called. And in the process of being called, remembering that as you do your job, as you answer the call, as you carry on your role as mothers, you will be qualified along the way. Okay? So there are a few things, and I'm going to share one for each aspect of our being. So four main things I'm going to share that you can do to enhance your being, your state of being, that superpower of being. And remember, this is just one of your many superpowers. I cover quite a bit of them in my best-selling book. So go ahead and grab your copy. However, in that state of being, what you can do, because of course, like I mentioned at the beginning, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Connection spiritually is so important. I suggest prayer. Now, there are some people who don't believe in a higher power. They don't believe in God. Well, I do believe in God. And I feel that prayer is a communication. There are some times in prayer when you speak, 
Like you're asking God, I want you to give me uh, safe travels to my location. Lord, I want you to give me a good day at work. You know, things like that. I want you, my children to be happy. That's a time when you're asking, you're talking. There's sometimes in that prayer where you need to listen. That is where you listen and God will tell you, don't go there. Oh, do things like this. Today, I got a message to do this for you. I got a message to share this message with you. And so I said, I do not know who needs to hear this. I want you to look at a moment where you are still. You are in a state of prayer because that is enhancing your spiritual well-being. The second part is your mental well-being. Now, when we talk about mental well-being, we wonder about things that contribute to an upliftment or can affect our mental well-being adversely. Events can. Thoughts can. The mental well-being is looking at your mind. Your mind is like a thought generator. You have several thousands of thoughts that go through your head per second. It's just going through. I mean, every day you have so many thoughts. You can't even count them. There are some that just flit by. There are some that stay a little. There are some that really are ruminating thoughts. Sometimes there are things that are like a record. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. Sometimes you need to stop it. Stop it. That record, stop it. And when you do, you then get into a state where you say, look, I am enough. I am awesome. I am wonderful. I am beautiful. I am a supermom. And so the practice I would like to bring to you today to enhance your mental well-being is the practice of affirmations, speaking positivity into your life, into your situation, into things that surround you. If you struggle with the words, I've got a 30-day affirmation package that you can get access to. I'll put the link in the description so you can go ahead and get that 30 days of saying positive things about yourself, about your situation, about your life, and you see how your life will transform. Okay. Now, the next part is your soul. That is the seat of the soul is the seat of your emotions and it contributes to your emotional well-being. There are times when you're feeling fearful, you're feeling angry, you're feeling sad, you're feeling excited and happy. It's your soul that does that. Now, whenever you're feeling a state of unease, you're feeling that those emotions coming through, they vibrate, vibrational energy, I call them. This vibrational energy can bring about so many things. And I'll tell you how it links with some parts of our body. When we have these vibrations of the different emotions, they have different frequencies at which they vibrate. The low energy vibrations are those ones of sadness, apathy, feeling um, dejected, hopeless. 
The higher ones are those of hope, excitement, joy, and enlightenment. And of course, in between, we've got a range of all the other emotions. By maintaining a constant flow and generation of high levels, vibrational energy, emotions, it makes a huge difference in your life. So what can you do? What's one activity that you can do to enhance your emotional well-being? Now, I'm going to bring something that people will think, huh? what do you think? Huh? Music. Yes, you heard me right. Music. Now, not just any kind of music. There are some, I mean, I love many types of music, but there are certain musics that uplift your soul because music is the food of the soul. Some people are connected and deeply um, empowered by certain inspirational, motivational music. And this is something that I want you to connect to. There might be a music that you know that every time you hear it, you're just constantly tapping into it. I remember when I was in high school, we had this uh, uh, cross country we used to run. So I had never run a cross country in my life and I had an opportunity to run this cross country after, of course, trying to convince a uh, family that, oh, I can do it. So on the morning of the cross country, I started having butterflies in my tummy. And at that point, I just started to connect to a particular song. I don't know if you guys know it, Reach by Gloria Estefan. And if I could reach higher, just for one moment, touch the sky, and I was just singing it over and over. I was, I was at the stop, at that start line, and I was just having the vibration running through my body. That was one of those moments. What is a moment for you? What's a song, a music? Sometimes they don't even need to have words. So what's that music for you? I would like you to connect with me. Please go on my social media. Send me the song that motivates you. Okay, we're going to start a bit of a trend. Put songs that motivate you. Click, put the name of the song and maybe the artist that sung the song. And if you have a little clip, please, by all means, and of course you can legally put it, please, by all means, please put it. I'd love to hear those songs. But music enhances your emotional well-being. Okay, so tap into the music that does that for you. And then the final part I would be talking about is your physical well-being. Now, your physical well-being is your body, the body that you see. So beautiful. Look at yourself in the mirror. You are beautiful. Look at yourself and say, I'm, I'm wonderfully made, gorgeous. You have this body and there's a lot that it goes through. As a woman, as a mother, you go through the cycles you have the physical um, needs that from your, of your children you need to meet. And it takes a toll. You need to pick them up. You need to change them. A lot of physical things you need to do. And sometimes this body can cry out, hey, I'm tired. Hey, I need a break. And that is something we need to pay attention to. 
I remember I told you that there is a connection between our vibrational, emotional levels and our body. <laughs> Did you know that when someone is in a state of anger, resentment, and expressing those vibrations, that can cause your blood pressure, physical measurement of your blood pressure to rise? Did you know that? And so it's so important that you think about the impact it has. There are some times when I'm in my clinic, just, yes, I'm a family doctor, and I still see my patients. And when I'm seeing my patients, I say, okay, could I check your blood pressure? And they say, sure, and we check it. And while I'm checking their blood pressure and the results come back and it's raised, they go, oh, my goodness, that's not good. I'm like, sure, no problem. Let's see what we can do. We're going to check it again. So I want you to think about, have you been abroad lately? Have you been around on holiday lately? Have you gone somewhere nice? There's somewhere you really enjoy going to? Just imagine yourself that you're there. And while you're there, you're leaning back in your easy chair. You've got uh, your favorite drink in hand. You've got maybe someone giving you a foot rub. You've got a massage happening. Just someone just easing the tension in your shoulders. You're in the shade, but you're getting the the warm feeling from the sun. It's not too hot, it's not too cold. You're taking in fresh air. And you see, when I'm telling my patients and they're going through that moment, they're like, oh gosh, that feels good. Okay, good. And I'm wrapping the sphygma manoita around their hands. And I say, you just feel a little squeeze. That's probably the person giving you a bit of a, a massage in your arm, okay? All right then. Every time I've done that, the blood pressure has calmed down. And this is just phenomenal. You see, there's a connection between our emotions and our physical manifestations. And sometimes because we put ourselves under constant pressure, we are vibrating at those energy levels that are not beneficial to us. We need to be mindful. And so from a physical point of view, what I'm going to share with you today, and this is because I want you as a mother Mm -hmm. to recognize something. You know, today we talked about you have been called, not because you're qualified, you have been called, and because you have been called, you will be qualified. I want you to connect with one important physical activity, and that is rest, taking a break, okay? Take breaks as frequently as you can. Some of them can be long breaks. Some of them can be short breaks. I particularly love the use of my Pomodoro. So this is uh, shaped like a tomato. And it's a lovely timer because when I'm doing my activities, I chunk them up. And I talk about this in another episode of mine. And I have a masterclass on improving productivity and time and all that. And we can also go into more detail on how to help Make time work for you. Create more time. But the most important thing is in this Pomodoro technique is that when you have your tasks put into chunks, they are 30-minute chunks. In that 30 minutes, you've got 25 minutes of focused work followed by five minutes of a break. And after you've done that a few times, you then have a longer break. That's something we can adopt. That's something we can look into. And when you are on your break, Hydrate yourself, drink water, go for a walk, stretch, sometimes do a star jump, 
sometimes have a bit of a, a, a walk in nature if you can. That is a time to relax, to rest, to release the tension within you. I hope this is serving you. I hope this has brought up some things that you can start looking at doing. Okay, so we've covered quite a bit today. But I want you to remember, God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. You have been called to be a mother. There's no need to feel guilt if you are perhaps making some mistakes. Tap into your superpowers. Tap into those superpowers and see yourself qualified into your role of motherhood qualified into your role as a human being, qualified into the awesome person that you are. I am Dr. Duny, your host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. I am here for you. And I'm going to invite you to come join me in my community for mothers, to empower mothers. And if you want to send this message through, please do. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to share this with your friends. You will probably need to come back and listen to this again. Take notes and have fun doing it. This is a good episode for you to listen to with your children because sometimes the children may learn to do one or two things that you're doing as well, whether it's prayer or music or um affirmations, or perhaps it is taking breaks. Make sure you share this. And if you'd like to, please be a patron of the Wellbeing for Mothers show. By becoming a patron, you become a member of the community, you get shout outs as well, and you will be able to get access to some amazing merch as well. So I look forward to seeing you in the community. I look forward to connecting with you here and on other platforms. Please do stay connected and please let me know what you think. Leave a review. Okay. So please go ahead, have a wonderful day. And until next time, I ask that you stay well. Mm -hmm.